Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the POP Podcast, your weekly conversation to improve your points of performance in training. If you love a little bit of a motivational chat, we're not good for that shit, sorry. In fact, it might surprise you, we're not actually big believers in needing motivation at all to get results in the gym. We think we've got a better alternative. So if you've come here looking for that spark to get started, or you're just trying to get out of a rut, listen up. We've hit double digits. Oh my god. I can't believe we're episode number 10. Look at that milestone. We should look at this date and have it as an anniversary for the pop podcast. Number 10. Absolutely killing it. Hopefully we'll get to 10,000 one day. We will. And you'll also be listening. (laughs) Fingers crossed we haven't just like driven everyone away from us by then. Although by the quota we'd be like... In our 70s, probably, if we're doing one a week. But, you know, if we're still 70 and lifting big weights, I'll be a happy woman. Mate, I'll be so happy if I'm, like, still – I mean, I know a lot of people that are from the age of, like, 50 to 70 who are still very highly active. Like, my massage therapist, Will, amazing. I'm so mad that he's retired and gone to live the rest of his life. But he was, like, 75, <laughs> 75 and he was doing decathlons. He was absolutely killing it, so – my stepmom turned 60 this year. She's fit, fabulous and wonderful. Like she's trying to master a handstand hold and, she, you know, she swims every day. And when you think about it, you look at the CrossFit Games as well, some of those Masters athletes, as I was walking around the Games, they were more jacked than the individuals. And I was like, who are you and what are you on and how do I get it? <laughs> how do I become you in 20 years? <laughs> Well, that's the aim, I guess. That's why we are putting all these systems in place and we train hard now so that, you know, we're doing this for a for a long time. That's it. That's a pretty good segue into what we wanted to talk about today, though, I think, don't you? Ah, yeah. And I would say it's our quickest segue to date. Yeah. I feel <laughs> it like... only took us 10 episodes to get here. I mean, I feel like we did have like a very big debrief before we started recording today. So maybe that's why. Exactly. So we had our catch up beforehand. We figured you guys didn't need to hear that. Uh, But we did want to talk about motivation. Um, It comes and it goes. What is it? Are you a motivated person, Riz? Is that how you get into the gym every day? Because motivation is always high and the motivation levels are always on point. I actually was listening to my friends, um, uh, Candice and Mandy. They have a podcast, Contessa Cast. Shout out to them. And they were talking about this uh, earlier this week and Kansas put it very well. I'm exactly the same. I am a very, very lazy person trapped in a disciplined person's person's body. So I am not naturally motivated at all. I would say if I can somehow rationalize a way to stay on the couch and veg out, I can definitely do that very easily. It's not a hard kind of pass for me. But because of 
the lots of years that I've developed a lot of habits and I've seen really positive results and I understand how good all of that stuff is for me and I'm very disciplined with all of those things. I know that being disciplined and staying consistent is going to be ultimately what makes me feel really good where like sitting on the couch and just vegging out and doing nothing while there are occasions you do need to do that as a whole doing it all the time is just it never makes me feel really good I don't feel good so I would actually say I'm not a naturally motivated person it takes a lot of work and a lot of like making sure everything's in place and doing you know things very structured and routine for me and being in that routine that makes me thrive um more so than motivation but yeah I guess that's probably how I am but you are quite different to me though. Oh, I feel like, (laughs) is it possible to be too motivated? (laughs) Like I feel like I always have a thousand ideas in my head and I can guarantee you if you've listened to our, you know, flashback to our rest day episode, that is the hardest thing that I find about training. Mm. And if getting good at things was a result of just how much work you'd put in, I reckon I'd be the fittest person on earth (laughs) because I am not afraid. I am not afraid of the work and I'm always super motivated. Like, again, if you listen to episodes ago to the work we're doing with our squat, I messaged you this week and I was like, should I start a new program? Should I be squatting three days a week? Should I be doing this? And I'm not afraid to do that. But Mm. unfortunately, motivation like comes and goes. And I think sometimes you can actually be too motivated. You can have a thousand goals and want to hit them all and tick them all. I like what you said about discipline Mm. and I feel like discipline is better than being motivated. Being disciplined helps you reach your goals potentially even quicker because you're not just like throwing everything at the dartboard and hoping it sticks. Mm. Like motivated people, we go out and we get after it sometimes without thinking, okay, what's the process that I'm going to put into place? Um, And again, people who are super motivated, I think it's really easy for us to slip into overtraining because we're like, am I doing enough work? Mm. I'll just do that other piece because I think I need to do that. Mm. It's like, no, if you're disciplined as opposed to motivated – you do what needs to be done and everything is thought out and meticulous. So in saying that, again, we were having this conversation before we got on here. I was prepared when we were preparing this episode, I was prepared to talk about how motivated I always am. And so often I take my one rest day on a Sunday and by Monday I'm like, I'm so excited for a new week of training. Mm. But um, implementing all of these new things and working together on my squat and whatnot, um, should we tell them about the message that I sent you on Monday? I mean, <laughs> the voicemail. I think we should because it's, uh. it's it's the real thing. It's the real thing. Yeah. So let's share it. Um, so from the most motivated person on this podcast right now, I sent a crying message to Rian <laughs> <laughs> on Monday. I was just like, so t- I'll take a step back. So, you know, Monday we squat every Monday and I was like so excited after we did the squat episode to, you know, we've been talking about all these things and I've been doing all my accessories and I'm like, I feel like I'm finally understanding what Rian wants me to do. And I went into the session being like, okay, I'm going to have to 
pare back my percentages um, and was fully prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for them still to suck and it wasn't where I wanted to be even though we've only been working on it for two weeks. But again, the highly motivated person thinks that they put in the work for five minutes and then all of a sudden it happens. Um, But anyone who was at the gym on Monday also would be able to see like a few of the people that I coached came up and said hello and all they got was like a glaring look back and my eyes were filling with water. Like I was not in a good place. Hmm. Um, And even before I sent you that message, I was like, what is the fucking point? Like what is the point? And I would have said – from the highly motivated person, motivation levels on Monday were not high. Um, So I think if you rely on motivation, you're going to come unstuck at some point. You know, discipline is what gets you to come to the gym every day. If I wasn't disciplined and just had like habits in place on, you know, going to the gym every day and that's part of my routine, I wouldn't have wanted to go back on Tuesday Mm. because I was in a fucking rut. I was like, seriously, I'm just going to go back to my like, glorified good morning squats like whatever you know I can squat 90 kilos that's that's fine that's where I'm going to be forever but you kind of talked some sense you talked me off the cliff (laughs) and made sense of you know similar situations that you've been in Mm. and going back to the whole point of this conversation like some days you're not going to be motivated and when it gets hard and motivation gets low you're not going to want to keep going if that's all you're relying on. So <coughs> pardon me. I think I swallowed some spit the wrong way <laughs> just then. Um, slight overshare. Um, <laughs> I listened back to the message actually a few hours later and I'm like, oh, talk about drama queen. <laughs> Am I the but drama? I oh, man, I was like, yeah, I was really upset. And I think it's just also you – pointed this out to me it's like it's okay to care it's okay to really care about something and we talk we have these conversations because we really care about this and it really matters to us and for a lot of people who are listening like this really matters to them too so it's okay to get upset um but going back to the the whole reason that we're talking about this Mm. motivation will come and go Mm. and I think you need to have a system in place as opposed to relying on motivation I think the thing with motivation and that's that you, we're assuming that nothing bad ever happens or nothing hard ever happens, right, in your training. You're, we're assuming that you're motivated all the time, everything always feels good, everything always feels great, but that's not realistic. There's That's mm. not a realistic approach to have. And as an outsider who's looking at trying to find motivation or find the thing to get them to train or whatever it is and keep them there, like thinking that motivation is going to be the thing that, you know, gets you through. It's not. It's not motivation that gets yeah. you through. And like you said, you were so disheartened on Monday and that just sucked all of your motivation. And if you weren't somebody who was disciplined, because even though you're highly motivated, you are disciplined, you show up to train, you do what you need to do. If you weren't also disciplined, that could have thrown you off for an entire week, right? Mm. Who knows? Could have made you stop training. Who knows? Like, depends. Yeah. And that's why we can't rely on motivation solely as something to get you through any kind of like any form of training that you're doing or just showing up to the gym or whatever it might be because 
if I only went to the gym on the days that I was motivated, I would probably not go very much. That's, that's <laughs> the honest truth. That's the honest truth. Like yeah. if I was relying, I go to the gym cause I love it and I'm disciplined and I've got goals and I'm working towards those things, but I don't go in every day. Like I'm fucking ready. Let's go. I'm ready to crush it. You know? Yeah. And there are some days where I'm like that, but, and I try and, you know, you r- run with it when it, it's feeling really good. But I also think that this is just my opinion, but I think people that rely on motivation can also um, often get honey dicked into doing things that aren't aligned with their goals. And I have, because they lack the discipline of working towards what they're focusing on. And sometimes I experience this with CrossFitters is because there's so many aspects of CrossFit that you want to get good at. You can often be, honey dicked into being like oh don't do those squats you don't need to do those come and do this with me you know and it can it can be really hard to like navigate that and I think trying to rely on that discipline of focusing on your goal and what you're trying to achieve that's definitely going to give you more consistency and allow you to develop better as you know an athlete it's hard to do though it's very hard to do and even in CrossFit like I said before, because there are so many aspects to work on, you can sometimes justify it. Um, Mm. But, but, you know, motivation isn't what's going to get you through to the end. It's not going to get you to your goal, unfortunately. It'll definitely help. There'll be days where it absolutely helps. But I feel like without that underlying discipline, it's going to be a tough slog. This kind of relates to a quote by our boy, James Clear. Mm. He says, many people think they lack motivation when what they really lack is clarity. Mm. It is not always obvious when and where to take action. Some people spend their entire lives waiting for the time to be right to make an improvement. Mm. But I think that's so true. Like what you say, if you don't have a clear goal of what you're after or you won't be motivated to go towards it, you know, mm. and if you don't have a clear goal, you'll be honey dick to doing in all these different things. And it, I found it really helpful talking with the clients here. Like I see a lot of them who are cherry picking things from all different programs and whatnot, and they're wondering why they're not getting better. Mm. For me, the most important conversations that I've had on my training journey were people like, okay, you want to be good at CrossFit, you need to be bigger you need to put on weight, you need to get stronger, like really simple things like that. Or you want to muscle up, let's focus on the muscle up. But when you're just like, I think if you're not being honest with yourself about what your goal actually is, that's when it's it gets messy. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to go to the gym to get thinner, make that your what your goal is and then you'll be motivated because you'll see results because you're actually putting the work in to achieve that goal. But when you lack or or when you're looking at what other people are doing and you're trying to match what they're doing and whatnot, when you're not honest with yourself and what you want, that's when you can fall to the wayside because you're like not seeing results because you're kind of just doing a little bit of everything. Mm. Um, And so I love what James Clear says about motivation will come and go. Actually, that's another quote. He says, motivation comes and goes. Wait, let me start that again. Let me try and actually read properly. (laughs) The journalist that I am. That used to be my job. Okay, still is. 
Motivation comes and goes. If you want to do something consistently, then don't pick a level of difficulty that requires great motivation. Mm. Make it easy enough and simple enough that you'll do it even when you don't feel very motivated. Yeah. And I mean, I harp on about this all the time because I just love James Clear and the way that he articulates things makes it so simple to understand. But one of the main things that got me in his book was he had somebody who had never done any training before, never done anything before, wanted to be the type of person that goes to the gym every day, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you look at, okay, what does that that mean? You've never been, you've never set foot in a gym, but all of a sudden you want to go five days a week and you want to be there for two hours mm. a day. Like that's too far. That's, that's, that's not an achievable task. And the motivation to do that is got to be sky high, right? Because it's so outside mm-hmm. the realm of things that you've been doing for your whole life. So he had this client, that's who they wanted to be. He said, listen, let's start with you driving to the gym three days a week. You don't even get out. You just make the habit of driving to the gym. So basically what ended up happening is he would drive to the gym three days a week. And then he's like, well, I'm here. I may as well go in. And he was like, if you go into that gym, just do 10 minutes on the treadmill and then go. Just that's it. That's all you've got to do. Get to the gym, do 10 minutes on the treadmill. And then you do 10 minutes on the treadmill and you're like, well, I'm here. I may as well be, I may as well Mm. do a little bit more. And he built on his habit. And then all of a sudden, this is somebody who never set foot in a gym before, but just introduced the training into his life three days a week in small, achievable, manageable amounts at a time until the habit became so solidified that he was able to build on it. And yeah. I know that we all, that you could find a million podcasts or articles or videos or YouTube, whatever it is, talking about motivation and discipline and, and, you know, how do you get that? Like one of the things he said was, okay, what, who, like, who do you want to be in a year's time? And I was like, I want to be somebody who's gone to nationals. I want to be somebody who's done really well in the open, whatever it is. Okay, so what do I need to do? What steps do I need to do to take to become that person? And so somebody who goes to nationals never misses a day of training or does all of their reps, you know, packs their bag meticulously, does all the qualifying standards, like whatever it is. And you work your way back to the point where it's like somebody who goes to nationals is somebody who goes to the gym and trains every day. And then you increase yeah. from that point. Do you know what I mean? Like you you build yeah. the person who you are through those small habits. And all of a sudden, you're now that person that you wanted to be in a year's time. But yeah, people often can't see that. And they're looking for the motivation to become the end goal. But the end goal isn't the th- – you're never going to have enough motivation to be that thing from where you yeah. are now. Because you have to build on it. And it does take time, but if you do it that way, you look back and you're like, oh my God, I'm the, I I am where I want it to be, you know? Yeah. And it's about making it easy for yourself, like every day. Mm. So if people ask me how I stay motivated, I'm not looking forward. Mm. So every day that I train, I'm not looking for, you know, what it's, what's going to be happening at the end of the cycle. 
I also make it easy for myself by I have someone to do my programming. So I go to the gym every day and it's written for me what I need to do. It's like, what are the steps that you need to do to make it easy for you? Is it, you know, you've talked about how you really struggled training alone. Mm. I think people want to think that they're that person who could do their own specific programming. It's like, if that's not you, don't pretend to be that. If you're motivated by being around 20 other people who are doing the same workout, do the class every day. Mm. Like make it easy for you to stay motivated. And I think it's hard as well to be, I want to use the phrase honey dick. I'm going to use it again. Mm -hmm. Um, But after the open, right, how many people do you have come up to you be like, I want to get my bar muscle ups. I want to be the top 20 next year. Like I want to win it at my gym. Like what do I need to do? It's like, cool. That motivation is probably going to last a month. What do you do two months later when you're into the daily grind where like there's still – 345 days to the next open and you've got to keep that high motivation that you had until February next year. Like you can't just rely on that. You've got to do find things that make it easy for you to keep on keeping on, I think. Um, And like other little easy things for me is like having a system. You know, I go to the gym around the same time every day so that now like you know, around eight o'clock in the morning, if I'm on holidays or something, I'll be like, oh, this is usually gym time. But my like habit is so ingrained in me that that's just when I go. And that's what I would do. Um, so I think, you know, I understand that we're talking to people sometimes as well who have a, a funny schedule. But like, if you can set times aside or like anything that's going to make it easy for you to keep doing that. And this used to happen more so when I was a yoga teacher as opposed to being a coach, but people would always come to me and say, what's the best yoga studio in Brisbane? And I'd be like, the one that's closest to your house because, or the one that's on the way home from work because then you're not going to have an excuse not to go. If you live around the corner to the gym, that's probably the best gym for you to be going to because, like, what's your excuse if you can fucking walk there? Exactly. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, you know, there's going to be traffic at this time of day. Like, not going to. And surround yourself by people who motivate you too. Like, train with the people who make you want to go to the gym or make you want to be better. For me, that's always surrounding myself by people who are better than me. But for some people, that might not be motivating. Like, I'm a sucker for punishment. So if I'm coming last in every workout, I'm like, I'm the in the fucking right room. Mm. But for other people, that might be demoralizing and they might be like, well, I don't want to go back mm. because I hate coming last. I want to win. Mm. So it's like, you know, put the systems in place that are going to keep you keep on going back. So my question for you is, right, on Monday when you kind of hit that point where you were like, I'm not going back. Um what was it was there something in particular that brought you out of that mind space mind space head space head space <laughs> mind space the mind space i was in at that time <laughs> <laughs> um no actually that relates to what we're talking about because you know yeah i was in a rut with the squats but because i had the rest of my training to go mm. i did the rest of my training And then I had a chat with you that day. I kind of like pulled myself out of my little pity party. And there were some really good things that happened in my training session that day. If I had have been an undisciplined person, I would have like 
again, throwing my little pity party, threw in the towel after the squats and gone home. Mm. But I was like, okay, cool. That's one portion of the training. And then I did the rest of my training and some great things happened that day. But also it was a case of talking it out with someone. I spoke it out with you who's been in exactly the same spot before. Mm. And I realized I'm like, Again, another friend of ours has been using this quote a lot and it's really resonated with me. I'm not failing. I'm just in the process of succeeding. And I'm lucky enough that I surround myself. Again, I had the little whinge to my husband as well as poor Riz. Both of you said kind of the same thing. Unfortunately, to progress, sometimes you've got to fail and sometimes you've got to feel like a piece of shit and feel like you're not going anywhere. Mm. But you just have to keep doing it. I'm also a bit like a goldfish. I forget all the hard work that I've put in on other things and gotten great results and been in this exact same position before where I'm like, I'm quitting. This is the worst. But again, because of being a disciplined person, like I just keep at it because I also tell myself, why has this worked for everyone else who's put in the work and been willing to put on the work? Why are you the one person that it's not going to work for? Mm. Unfortunately, like in this sport of CrossFit, things will come easily to some people and they won't come easily to others. But I've never seen it not come to a person who just consistently puts in the work. Like, I'll be honest, like sometimes I look at other people and I'm like, it took them five minutes to to, to be able to achieve what took me five months. But you know what? Like, it's worth it, whether it took you five minutes or five months, I would say. And so I just, again, that was something that I told myself. I'm like, so Rihanna's worked with enough clients now. Why are you the one person that it's not going to work for? And, and, you know, when you say that to yourself, what is it that you say back to that question? It's not. like, Yeah, you're not the one person. And, again, I felt like this with my bar muscle-ups, and I still sometimes feel like that with my bar muscle-ups. The progress is slow, but it's also progress. And that's why I know there's this acronym floating around HWPO, but a few of us joke that we've added an E to the end of it. Hard work pays off. Eventually. Eventually. Like, and it's true. And it's the hardest thing with social media. You see everyone, what it feels like progressing so much faster than you. And again, you were so motivated to get your bar muscle up when you see everyone else getting their bar muscle up around you. That motivation falls pretty fucking quick. All of this motivational chat will be back in a sec. We just wanted to give a quick shout out to Born Primitive. If you've watched any of our training videos or seen us in the gym, you know we love their stuff. We're so excited to partner with the brand, especially to give you guys regular discount on all their training gear. When you're shopping, make sure you head to the link on our Points of Performance podcast Instagram page. You can find it in our bio. If you haven't already, be sure to enter the giveaway we've got this month, 250 bucks of Born Primitive gear to give away to one of our lucky listeners. To enter, be following both the Pop and Born Primitive Instagram pages, find the giveaway post, and be sure to like and tag a mate to go into the draw to win. We're announcing the winner on Friday, September 9 on Instagram. If you've already entered, enter again because there's no limit. And who doesn't love a little bit of free stuff? So my biggest thing, you know, when I have these conversations with clients as well is I'm like, it's not your job 
to see the difference or see what needs to be fixed or what needs you need to continue working on. It's just your job to continue working on it. And because you're so highly emotional and often very critical, those small progresses that, you know, I'm seeing but you're not seeing often mm. get overlooked. And when you're yep. only relying on motivation – when you constantly look at yourself and you're very critical of yourself and then you, you know, can't see any improvements and that motivation plummets, you're just not going to, you're not going to be able to continue. And that's why I always just say, just keep working. I can see it. Just keep sending me videos. We'll keep focusing on the things that we need to improve. Everything takes time. I, I said this before on our last podcast, no one's born moving perfectly with a barbell like no one's born doing perfect bar muscle ups they get themselves there through a lot of hard work consistency discipline those are the most unsexy words to everybody in the fitness industry Mm. and unfortunately we kind of you know 10 years ago we like the fitness industry decided that 12 week challenges or 10 week challenges or eight week Mm. challenges were going to be the thing and so now we're so trained to believe that anything we want can happen in eight to 12 weeks. And yeah. while often it can, it often does, it, sometimes it can, often it doesn't, right? Yeah. Especially when it's not, you know, something that comes naturally to you or, you know, something you've never done before or, you know, if you're in a different place to somebody else, it's like, Oh yeah, best you know, best lost ten kilos um, in in eight weeks. And, you know, I I think I can do that. Best also twenty two and got no <laughs> issues with her metabolism. Hasn't had any kids and can train two hours a day and sleep for three hours a day and isn't affected by you know what I mean. Yeah. So we can't have those comparisons and use those things as motivation because it's just not an accurate representation of who, us individually and who we are and what we're trying to achieve. So the the best thing that you can give yourself is is actually just the discipline of showing up and being true to yeah. who you are. And that's going to get you far further than relying on motivation to get you through training sessions. And trust me, it's never been motivation. The hardest training sessions of my life, the hardest competitions of my life, it's not motivation getting me through. And it's hard as well in CrossFit or even probably more so weightlifting when you have markers like weights on the bar. And so when you don't see those weights going up, you're like, I'm failing. But you've taught me this and and a few other people that we surround ourselves with, it's like sometimes that's not going to be the progress. It's like moving better or, you know, maybe you didn't win the workout that day, but like none of your bar muscle-ups had a chicken wing. There's other markers that we, well, personally that I'm finding, that's what can show your progress. So say I want 100 kilo squat clean, for example. I'm going to try and like, I feel like I'm not explaining myself very well, but like you want 100 kilo squat clean. And unless every week you're getting closer to that 100 kilos, especially using myself as an example, it's like, can I see that I'm using my quads more? Or so it might not be reflective of like having that weight going up on the bar. What do you do when you're trying to like finesse something in a lift? And obviously that's not seeing, you know, more weight on the bar. But how do you keep yourself motivated when, again, you use when you were talking me off the cliff on Monday, you used a great example of how you fixed your own squat. 
but how did you stay motivated when you weren't seeing the weights just going up? Honestly, I just didn't. I just kept – I wasn't motivated at all. I just kept doing it. I think I'm mm. I'm very pig-headed that way. Like I'm probably – like I'm not very kind to myself a lot of the time in the sense that I'm not like, oh, that was amazing. You're doing so good. Keep going. I'm like, you know, my self-talk is often – <laughs> listen if anybody ever heard it they'd be like you're fucked up you know yeah I, I, and I'm okay with that because I yeah. know how to manage my emotions and my expectations so I'm not living this oh you know, I'm okay with that because I'm like isn't that normal <laughs> well it's it, I mean I think it is for people that are I'm I'm hyper I get very hyper focused on things and I get very obsessive mm. on things and so I can't let things go. And I said to you yeah. the other day, I used this handstand drill as an example. My the my coach, Ali, said on my program for my handstand skills, she goes, spend five minutes doing this. I spent 45. I had the time and I spent 45 minutes trying to do this drill. That's, that's me in a nutshell. So even yeah. though I – and guess what? I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I literally had to stop because I had to go work. That's the only reason I stopped. I probably would have kept going until I got it. still be there. (laughs) Yeah, until I got it or until I had to stop for some reason. Until like my shoulders Mm. started cramping. Do you know what I mean? So I am just pig-headed and stubborn and I get hyper-focused and even though I might not see reward and I'm not getting any better in that instance – I know eventually because I've done it so many times and I've had to do it with so many things because I I wasn't born, I didn't come out of the womb doing bar muscle-ups. Yeah. I, I had to learn how to do it. I had to learn like everybody else. I had to learn like everybody else. This, I, this is not something that I did. I did gymnastics for like a year when I was a kid and I played sports. So I guess yeah. I had an understanding of my body and what I could do. But also, you still I have to learn. You have to learn. And yeah. it's only my hyper-focus of like obsessive, I must do this until I can get it. And then once I get it, I will never let it go. I'll never let it slip. Yeah. That's- but I think then you, it's what James Clear talks about habit stacking. Mm-hmm. Like once you get evidence in the bank that it works, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to do it again. And I'm exactly. starting to get that evidence too. So I think that's why... And today I went back, what's today? Tuesday. So we're one day after the the meltdown. Uh, it's like, you know, AD, after death. It's like post, post PM. PM. You know, <laughs> we're one day PM. Um, but I went there with a totally different attitude. And I even messaged you and I was like, I'm starting to see the small wins. It's like, oh, shit bipolar. Like <laughs> mm. if you had to read them from day one to day two. I wanted to ask you a question and I think mm. – you know, I can help you answer it as well. I don't think motivation is necessarily a good thing when it comes to the journey that we're on. Mm. I think sometimes being hyper-motivated can actually be to your detriment. I look at the times in my life, and again, if you listen back to our very first episode where I talked about my mid-career crisis, but I was just insanely motivated that I ran myself into the ground. And I think you can be insanely motivated. So I'm talking out there to people who are just like, 
want something so bad and you will do whatever it takes to get after it. I think mo- that kind of motivation can actually be bad when you don't, when you ignore the like right process to get somewhere. Yeah. Again, using my career as an example, I just threw everything at the fucking dartboard until it stuck and it stuck. Mm. And then I was like, sweet, I'm here, got it. And like everything else was a mess around me. And I think when, if you use training as an example, probably me three years ago is the best example of it. I was just like running myself into the ground, like doing every single freaking program you could do. I was doing a get your first ring muscle up program and like things were working, but they probably would have worked a lot better if I just like put systems in place rather than relying on motivation. So I think if you rely on motivation when you don't have much of it, it can mean that, you know, you're going to fall by the wayside and not be able to do stuff. But I was like, if you rely on motivation when you have a lot of it and you don't listen to reason, that can actually be pretty bad too. Do you ever see that in your clients? I mean, Other than I see me? it in my clients. <laughs> I see it in myself. I've Self, done the exact yep. same thing. And I mean, that situation and me spending 40 minutes on that drill, that's, that's you know, highly motivated to get this drill right now, but I spent way too fucking long doing it. I should have just let it go. I should have done five minutes, let it go and come back to it the next time it was there. And I probably would have been fine. But and you were probably you know, tired, you know? That's what I find. I'd already done so much that day and then to do anyway. So that's it is. It's often to your detriment. Just because you're hyper focused and hyper motivated. That and that's why it's important, like just do the drills. Like I've been my situation and probably the reason why I have been able to get good at things is because it's in my immediate environment. I'm in a gym Mm. all day, every day. I just can play around. I can roll out. I can do whatever in between my clients and whatever's going on. I'm in a gym all day. That's Mm. literally my job. So for me to tell you how I got there, like it's not helpful to you because you're not going to be able to spend I'm not 30 minutes, four times a day, randomly throughout the day doing the drills that I was doing. But yeah, if you just do them regularly and consistently and you show up and it will come, it will come, it will come. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take, but it will show up and you will be able to do it. Like I said, I am somebody who, I guess I have bursts of motivation. Mm. I get like an insane obsession and then at my worst points in my life, like you, I was so highly motivated and so highly focused and so driven. And and I probably could use like trying to be compared, like trying to qualify as an individual for regionals as a good example. And I fucking just threw everything at the wall. And I was like, I'm training twice a day. I'm doing everything, like whatever it was. And then I missed out by like a bee's dick. Dick. I love that saying a bee's dick. (laughs) And I fucking crumbled. I did my knee. I had to take probably six months off. Like I just, I was at at capacity, but I was so highly motivated for this goal. And I was so hyper-focused and I was like, oh, I'm going to give everything. And while, you know, it didn't pay off for me. And I know that it does pay off for some people, you know, depending on their circumstances. Like I learned from that point for me that that cycle is not, always a positive cycle for me and so to try and break myself out of that habit is often what I have to do and 
succumbing to the the lazy person in me is something I've had to teach myself to do versus teaching myself to be more disciplined. I hate it when you call it a lazy person because honestly, I think it's a gift and I watch, again, I've talked about my husband's journey this year, like working so hard. He had the weekend off this weekend and I said, what do you want to do? And he's like, I just want to sit on the couch and watch TV. And I watched him and I'm like, that is what he needs right now. If that was me, I'm like, got to do a thousand things. Like, you know, we're in America and I've got the weekend off and I've been working so hard, but like, let's go to LA, let's do all this stuff. And so I'm like burning the candle while the candles, the wick is just down. There's no wax left. Um, So I think the opposite of motivation for people who are highly strong, maybe we don't call you a lazy person. It's just that inherent not wanting to do anything person. And sometimes you've got to embrace that. I'm getting so much better at it. And the more and more I like just embrace the laziness, it is, I think sometimes it's your body telling you that like you've gone too hard, like just chill. So we're not allowed to use the L word anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I think because, because I'm disciplined, I'm not scared of taking the time off. I think that's a very good way to put it. It's that it's like, I know I can have three days off and in three days time, I'm going to show up at the gym and I'm going to put in a hundred percent anyway. Like I'm yeah. never scared. Like, Oh, I've had so much time off going back to the gym. It's going to be so hard. I take four weeks off at the end of every year. I take four weeks off. I maybe go to the gym three times in four weeks because I know I'm so consistent and so disciplined 90% of the year that 1% of that 10% of the year at the end where I want to spend it with my family and my friends and Mm. I want to enjoy their time and their company. And I don't want to be stressing about getting my sets and my reps in. And I don't often have competitions or training or anything to be training towards for periods of time because of the way competition schedules work. I take four years off, uh, four years, four years, (laughs) (laughs) not that long. (laughs) I take four weeks off, but that is something that I haven't always been able to do. That's something that I had to like build up towards. And mm. now it's so great. It's like the so rewarding for me. So because I'm disciplined, I know that even though I take those four weeks off, as soon as I get back from my holiday or spending time with my family or wherever it is, I'm whatever I'm doing mm. and I'm home, I'm straight back into my routine. And I love my routine. I actually love, it makes me love coming back to what I do. It kind of, kind of allows me to struggle through sometimes and know that even though I'm not motivated and I'm not like feeling a hundred percent, it's like, just do this now, continue on. It will pay off. And even if you are really tired, remember we've got that time at the end of the year, you know, I, I reckon there's two people who are listening to this podcast and we can kind of like wrap up our takeaways for these two people So there's like one who've come to this podcast looking for motivation and two, the Brittany Klein, Rianne Russo's of the world who are so motivated and they want to do other things. So what I'm getting, and chime in if you agree or disagree, but like for number one, the person who like is struggling with motivation, don't look for it because it might never come. You need to be, learn to be a disciplined person as opposed to a motivated person. Correct. And build a system that allows you to 
continue to be disciplined. So I love that example that you used actually from Atomic Habits. I'd forgotten that. But it's like if you want to, if you look at Riz and you're like, I want to be more like Riz, what does Riz do? Riz goes to the gym four or five times a week. So maybe you just start by like going to the gym. And I think as well, you talked about looking at those people. There might be someone who's just started coming to Ducks and looks at you and is like, oh my God, I want to be like Riz. But it doesn't mean that you need to jump into Rian Richas's lifestyle right now. So like you don't need a separate program. Again, we've talked about this on other podcasts. Start the process small. Okay, so you're probably Riz five years ago. Riz just used to do all the classes. And so like just start making it easy for yourself. We're not saying that motivation will come. I think some people in our industry or like where we're at aren't motivated at all. No. They're just doing the things because they know what they have to do. And they've got a goal. They've got a focus. They're working towards something. Just because having a goal doesn't mean you have to be motivated to have it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can have a goal and just want it. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm like motivated to achieve every single little thing that it yep. entails to be that thing. Like sometimes you fucking do things gritting your teeth like I hate this. I yep. I remember when I was doing CrossFit, I am not a natural runner. Running is – and I ran fucking twice a week and I hated it. I hated every mm. second of it. But I did it because it was taking me towards my goal and ultimately that was what I wanted more than motivation or to not run. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm thinking of at the end of this, you know, 47 minutes of talking about motivation, you know, that moment in Mean Girls, or it's like a meme everywhere. The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. I'm like, motivation does not exist. (laughs) (laughs) Or or it's not important. It's not important. You don't need it. Mm. Then to like people, person number two who is so motivated and they feel like they're not getting anywhere, but they're so motivated and throwing everything. It's like sometimes just take a second, take a step back. Like Mm. it's not going to come straight away. And sometimes doing less is more. I'm still learning that lesson. Mm. Like I had a massive session this morning and then before coaching, I usually try and do some like gymnastic skills and, there was something that I wanted to do today and so I did it and I knew I wasn't 100% and I didn't get the results that I wanted from those drills. I should have just not done it. But I, again, slipped back into my old habits a little bit um, and that's fine. Like I could recognise that and it's not like I did detriment for tomorrow. But You'll just know for next time. Yeah, and you might be super motivated but unfortunately a lot of things that we do in this sport, it's not transactional. So you can't. You know, if you go and buy that six-week bar muscle-up program, I feel like we use bar muscle-ups as an example all the time, but it's like it's very close <laughs> it's to my heart. Movement. Yeah, um, but, you, you know, a six-week strict handstand push-up program. Mm. You don't pay your money for that and you don't do every single session to a T and unfortunately it's not a transaction that you're going to get strict handstand push-ups by the end of that. That's yeah. It sucks because trust me, I've bought every fucking program under the sun and I've done it to a T and it doesn't necessarily work. So you can be motivated all you like. You can buy all the programs, but you're not going to be guaranteed to get what you want. And so to that person, I'd be like, just fucking chill. <laughs> also, just keep showing up. Yeah. Even if you do the six-week program and you didn't get where you wanted to, keep showing up because eventually that discipline will pay off 
And like I said to everybody, they're like, how long do you reckon that'll take? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I don't know until we start working together, until I see how you train and what your habits are and how your life is and how you sleep and eat and drink. And like, it's, you can't, you can't put a time frame on anything. You can't put a number on anything. You certainly can't be like, oh, in, in two months time, you'll be back squatting 200 kilos. There's no way to guarantee any of those things. But there have been people that have, you know, done those programs that have put in those that work that have achieved those goals. So it is possible. It's not that it's not possible. But we just don't know, you know, there's nothing's guaranteed, nothing's guaranteed. And you know, at the start of this episode, when we were talking about when we get to episode 1000, you know what, I might still be trying to use my quads in my squat. But you better fucking bet that I'll still be trying. I will still be trying. Exactly. And so, like, and I guarantee by episode 1,000, I'll be a bit better. Mm. <laughs> and that's the thing. You might not We again, we've spoken about it and spoken about it and spoken about it, but you might not be able to see the progress, but I guarantee you it's happening. And yeah. whether it's, you know, you're not getting that, first strict handstand push-up, I guarantee you you're getting stronger overhead by doing all of those drills. And so your push jerk and your strict press might improve. And so it's not necessarily that single focus goal that you had, but if you just keep at it and keep showing up and be that disciplined person, I think that's the way to move forward. Yeah. I think that's probably my biggest takeaway from all of this and Mm. that I want to kind of reiterate is it's like don't – be the person looking for motivation, be the person looking to develop discipline. Yeah. We love James Clear, but another guy that I'm trying to get Riz onto is Justin Sewer. He has a daily podcast, um, which is like three, four minutes a day, and I listen to it most days. Um, Some days I binge and listen to like five in a day. But I think it's a really good way to like close out our motivation chat. He says, long-term success is a collection of consistent execution on the task right in front of you. So, again, show up today, do the things. That's what's going to get you to where you want to be, not intense levels of motivation, just discipline and systems in place. And focusing on the task at hand, putting 100% into that and then moving on to the next thing. Don't do a me and spend 45 minutes doing (laughs) drills that you don't need to. (laughs) (laughs) time I'm never getting back you know (laughs) it's like a whole podcast episode literally time for gym fails okay that is a fail he does get a fair few mentions on this podcast and this gym fail has been sitting here for a long time and let's just get it out in the open it is my husband Luke Duffy with the ultimate gym fail during the open. And while we're talking about this, I'm just trying to get the workout up. Here it is. 22.3. We know it. We love it. Everyone was waiting for the open, for the gymnastics to come up, something a little bit higher skilled this year. So to paint a picture, we started at this new gym maybe like three or four weeks before. Um, and I had really set my goal on being quite good in the open. And so everyone was like, who is this Australian girl? Like, you know, she's a bit of a psycho taking over the leaderboard. Then Luke decided he only trains once a week at this stage, that he was going to sign up and go in. By the third week in the open, 
he was coming at the top of the members. So like underneath all the coaches, was feeling pretty good about himself and wanted to like hold that top position. And Luke has been doing CrossFit for longer than I have. And he's one of those athletes who like rests on their laurels, like, you know, can do everything, but used to be quite good, but doesn't train that much anymore. So he went in with the mindset at this workout that he was still that old athlete. He was like, I just need to get to the bar muscle ups and then I'm home and hosed. What he didn't realize was there were 21 and 18 thrusters at a moderate and then a like moderately heavyweight before he got there. So he goes in, does everything unbroken, everything unbroken. And by like three minutes in the workout, it's like, he's gone fine. I'm like, this dude is crushing it. He finishes the set of 18 thrusters in singles. And I was like, what is happening? This guy is imploding. He goes to jump up for his first muscle up, literally can't even jump off the floor. I can't even jump (laughs) at the rig. He has gone so hard and redlined so bad. So the time cap is 12 minutes. He finished his 36 double unders before that set of thrusters, before the bar muscle ups in like six. So for the next six minutes, I just had to watch him again, do those 18 thrusters at like not even that heavy for Luke in singles. And then just watch him continue to try and jump like a little salmon fish at the bar because his quads had seized up. (laughs) But this isn't the gym fail. I'm not even there yet. The workout finishes. And by this stage, I think he's gotten like three muscle-ups, which is insane for him because he can normally just jump up and do like five or six in a row. He goes outside into the car park and like literally crawls into the car park because he can't walk. He's in there and he's like dry reaching like (laughs) in the car park. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? And he, like, couldn't walk for three fucking days over, like, not even 30 thrusters because he was just so unconditioned. And that's the problem. Like, you know, you've probably seen it so many times. You come and you see athletes who are, like, former athletes and they come in and they're like, oh, I can do this. And then they get rhabdo. It was an insane gym fail because he just, like, didn't know his own ability. It was embarrassing. Like, he was, like, lying on the floor trying to jump up and, like, couldn't jump. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And so that is the ultimate gym fail for, like, if you've had a little bit of time off, like, just meet yourself where you're at, not where you were five years ago. But, you know, when you're the new kid on the block and you're sitting in the car park with a beer in hand and kind of – he explains it to me saying he didn't know whether he was going to vomit or shit himself. Like he was just in so much pain. Uh, I mean, I've definitely been there. I've definitely been where he was, you know. I was embarrassed for him. Like just watching being like, like I, I feel like it would have been fine if he hadn't have like talked himself up before. Like fully but, G'd you up for him like crushing this work. Yeah. I only, he said, I'll finish the muscle ups if, even if I get there with one minute to spare. I'm like, that would warrant you actually okay. jumping up to the rig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Duffy. Poor Duffy. But he's lived it down and he gets in and does a few workouts now. But yeah, like he definitely meets himself where he's at. If he's had a whole week off, he's like, oh, I'm going to scale. And is much smarter about it. So 
Yeah, that's definitely hard. It's a hard thing to try and do. I mean, even I'm the same. Like, I often get honey-dicked into doing things just because I want to train with my friends and I'm like, I am not. I can't – I don't have the same, like, uh, recovery and conditioning as, like, a lot of you guys for, like, really intense CrossFit. Like a, a, like a normal workout I can do. Like, there's no problems. But I think mm. I did a workout with – Jordan like a few weeks ago and it had like 400 double unders in it and I couldn't walk I couldn't do anything for like three yeah. days my calves were jacked it's like a couple of times as well on the mayhem programming um there's a lot of GHDs and mm. I'm like if you're not conditioned to doing these like you're gonna be sore afterwards and it's like yeah don't do that if you're if it's gonna eat into the rest of your training I think that's um Again, my man, Andrew Huberman, he had a guest on a couple of weeks back and he's like, you need to train to intensity that doesn't mean that you can't come back tomorrow. So you can be yep. sore, but like if it's going to like mean that you're on the couch for three days, like that is too intense. Yeah, definitely. But that might be best for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We've come far enough. Um, but yeah, set us your gym fails. Luke will be happy that his one's been ticked off. Um, Yay. Let us know what your gym fail is because I hear a lot of people coming up to us and saying, oh, this is my gym fail. I'm like, well, where is it in the inbox? It doesn't get yeah. on the podcast unless you put it on paper. Um, I need so to you can see either it. Send it. Yeah, exactly. And we need to read it out. So um, points of performance podcast Instagram page. Um, and that's the way to get your gym fail on the epi. I have had probably about six people come up to me and tell me their gym fails. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, I need it in writing. Give it to me now. Yeah. Um, And we also love hearing from you guys as well. So um, hit us up on all of the, you know, social media platforms. Keep engaging with us because that's how we continue improving this podcast and making sure it's what you guys want to hear. Yeah. And um, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.